Pro Group Management. Workers' Comp that works for you. Welcome to Nevada Newsmakers. I'm Randy Thompson, filling in for Sam Shad. Today I'll be talking with P.K. O'Neill, the Assemblyman who's the Assembly Minority Leader for the Legislature. Coming up on an all-new Nevada Newsmakers. Save money and take transit. Did you know you can ride the bus all day for less than what it would cost you for a gallon of gas? Plan your trip now by going to rtcwashoe.com. Love and luck are in the air at Carson Valley Inn. $1,000 winners guaranteed every drawing night, up to $7,500 every Saturday, and $15,000 in grand prize giveaways Friday, March 31st. It's the Love and Luck Giveaways at the Carson Valley Inn. Big R in Sparks is located on Bering Boulevard next to Smith's and across from Reed High School. It's a 50,000 square foot hardware store and a whole lot more. It's huge with clothing, power equipment, tools, and of course, hardware. Big R is located on Bering Boulevard in Sparks next to Smith's and opposite Reed High School. Big R, hardware and a whole lot more. Hi, I'm Renee Summer, our digital news anchor here at 7 at 7. Watch our streaming nonstop newscast immediately with your mobile phone. 7 at 7 is the new way for you to get every bit of local news you need in just seven minutes. Breaking news, local neighborhood news, weather and sports are just a click away. Reporters bring you all of what's happening in the Valley from Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, YouTube and more. Get every bit of local news you need from the RJ and LVRJ.com. Win some Leprechaun loot during the $75,000 all-cash Go Green giveaways. More than 150 winners in all. Find your pot of gold with $15,000 in weekly cash giveaways guaranteed. And $25,000 in grand prize giveaways, including a $15,000 cash top prize. It's a good time to win at Tamarack Casino. Nevada Newsmaker Studio is located at the headquarters of the Nevada Trucking Association. Motion and purpose are a truck's greatest virtue. This is Nevada Newsmakers with host Sam Shad, a no-holds-barred political forum. Now, from the Nevada Newsmakers broadcast headquarters, here is Sam Shad. And we're back on Nevada Newsmakers, and I'm joined today by the Assembly Minority Leader, P.K. O'Neill. Good to see you, sir. Thank you, Randy. I'm glad to be back with you again. Now, I'm so, okay, so we're taping this on March 1st, and you actually get to go to work today. You've had two, <laughs> two snow days, and we were just discussing when was the last time you actually had a snow day at the legislature. I can't remember one. Yeah. Uh, we've had some delays, early outs, but I can't remember when we've actually had a canceled day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's whatever you say, I'll agree to it. <laughs> well, so we were just discussing. So the governor declared uh, state offices closed Monday and Tuesday, and now it's an hour or two-hour delay today. How does the legislature decide whether it's going to operate or not? Well, we're operating on a one-hour delay. Okay. Uh, and it's deci- the decision is made really in a combination of leadership gets together with the uh, Legislative Council Bureau um, people, in this case, the head of LCB is Brenda Eros. And the, probably the biggest deciding factor is staff. We have staff from Stagecoach, um, out down in Minden, um, North Reno, coming all in. And we want to get them in safely. And it's can they get here? Most of the legislators are already residing here in Carson City. Those from Vegas have rented apartments, some houses, motel rooms, et cetera. 
So they're basically already here in Carson. Mm -hmm. But it's at staff, it's very, very difficult to conduct a committee meeting or a floor session without staff there managing it, recording it, processing the bills, et cetera. So for those in <clears throat> Vegas who don't know that we've had about a foot of snow just yesterday uh, on top of what was already you know, several feet of snow that has been building up. Um, and it's interesting to see that when somebody asked me why would the governor delay on Monday, and I said, well, did you see the 36-car pileup in Washoe Valley on Sunday? So, and Sunday wasn't even snowing. It was just foggy. So it's been a wacky weather year so it, far. It has. Um, I can attest to that, having gotten up very early this morning and had to shovel my driveway so I could get my truck out. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't the first time I was out doing that. Uh, it seems like that's my exercise now. Oh, it is. It's crazy. Uh, so anyway, let's talk about the legislature. So what are your priorities for this session, knowing that you've got um, a, a, a supermajority in the Assembly of Democrats? Well, I can say somewhat jokingly to get through it, but the bottom line is, in all honesty or sincerity speaking, is we want to support, we've got a Republican governor. He has three major goals, and that is diversify the economy, improve education, the delivery of education, and public safety. And when I look at public safety, I look at it as an overarching uh, comment. I may have done 40 years in law enforcement, but to me, public safety is just not police and fire. It's also mental health, your physical health, and providing those services. So we have an economy, a state that thrives business-wise, with good education being performed, and in a safe environment to allow all that to occur. Okay. So let's talk a little about education. The governor came out very strong for school choice. Uh, he came out saying that he was going to increase. Is he increasing education budget by $2 billion, or he's putting $2 billion into that? What, is, what was the $2 billion he promised for education? Well, it's both. When you put $2 billion in, so you're bringing an additional money to it. Um, but he's looking at the delivery of education. Okay. Uh, just the other day, we were able to find some money, uh, and he's putting that towards um, transportation for the charter schools. Which is a big deal. Yes. That's really a big deal. And, and yeah. it's always been a large issue. Of, you have these charter schools, but how do you get there? How do the parents get their children there? And it's been incumbent upon the parent. And I compliment every parent that is committed to that extent that they have rearranged and made sure that their child can get to that charter school. Mm -hmm. Now, with possibly the addition of a busing form or some type of transportation, I think charter schools will even expand more. We only have one charter school here in Carson City, mm -hmm. uh, but I'd like to see it expand more and bigger, larger opportunities to deliver education that fits the students' needs. Yep. So the governor was criticized for saying, I'm going to increase education by $2 billion, because a lot of people didn't think there was any accountability there. But he does have some strings tied to that oh, money, doesn't he? And that's what he's doing now, and that's what I think a lot of people are um, disagreeing with. Mm -hmm. They don't like the accountability. As you well know, and probably most of your audience, a couple weeks ago, he uh, put executive order out asking all the school districts to submit to him or to his office, any audits that have been done on the school districts. And so he can analyze and look where they have been questioned and their responses to the various audits. Uh, I'm 
not going to get argumentative with the school districts themselves, but I do believe and I know there have been audits that have been basically put in shelves and just to collect dust. Mm -hmm. uh, during a hearing the other day, I asked the Department of Education, have they done a study on the same school district, take two schools that are basically equivalent to one another, possibly in the same zip code even, two elementaries, two high schools, whatever it may be, and see why is one outperforming the other. Mm -hmm. That's what we have to get down to the granular. Why are some schools doing better than others within the same districts? No. Uh, and then try to extract that out and then repeat it, put it over to the other districts. That's, you know, our biggest thing as Republicans is we believe in free enterprise and competition, which has made this country grow and be the leading country in the world. Everybody sees the, the United States as the place to be. And it's because we keep striving to do better and better every time. From my business days in college thousands of years ago, it was always build the better mousetrap. Mm -hmm. You remember that? Yep. And yep. that's what we should do again with education, is not sit where we are. We're unfortunately down at the bottom in so many deliveries, yeah. but we do have some schools that are outperforming and are doing excellent. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, a couple of schools in Warshaw County were ranked national. Yep. Now, why can't we replicate that across the board? Yeah, good question. We're gonna ask more questions. We'll be right back right after this. Love and luck are in the air at Carson Valley Inn. $1,000 winners guaranteed every drawing night, up to $7,500 every Saturday, and $15,000 in grand prize giveaways Friday, March 31st. It's the Love and Luck Giveaways at the Carson Valley Inn. What do you count on? You count on your power every day. At NV Energy, we've always powered what's important to you, but we're not looking at the past. We're focused on the future. While our standards are high, our rates will remain low. And our commitment to renewables isn't just meeting standards, but leading the way. Because you can count on more than just your power. You can count on the company who brings it to you. That's our promise. You can count on it. The Do It Right guys at Nevada Heating have one mission. Your furnace breaks down today, we fix it today. Why freeze for days while your furnace is down when Nevada Heating can get the job done today and you can get warm again? For nearly 50 years, locally owned Nevada Heating has been getting the job done right. Call today at 323-5585 and we'll fix it today. That's 323-5585 or online at nevadaheating.com. Like a traditional handmade basket, retail is woven into the fabric of life in Nevada. From big box to mom and pop, retail supports our communities in countless ways. Jobs for the disabled, team uniforms for kids, help for the elderly, and so much more. Retail employs over 1 in 10 workers. Retail supports Nevada, and we support retail. R-A-N-N-V.org. Win some leprechaun loot during the $75,000 all-cash Go Green giveaways. More than 150 winners in all. Find your pot of gold with $15,000 in weekly cash giveaways guaranteed. And $25,000 in grand prize giveaways, including a $15,000 cash top prize. It's a good time to win at Tamarack Casino. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers with Assembly Minority Leader P.K. O'Neill. So we were talking about education, and I'm, I'm a big school choice person, um, I, but I'm also a public school graduate of Washoe County. Um, but 
it seems like you, you know, after the governor said, I'm going to give you $2 billion more, and then the legislator, the Democrats came out and said, we want another $250 million, there's just never enough money for education. And yet, if they really were focused on, on student performance and getting kids a better education, why don't they look at school choice more? Then, because everybody learns differently. You know, some kid might really do well at a Montessori school or a Catholic school or a public school. But it seems like school choice for parents and for students is really just being ignored. And you want me to disagree with you? Oh, is that just a rhetorical question? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> trying to figure out where's the question in there. <laughs> well, I guess I'm just saying, why, why aren't the Democrats looking more at, at flexibility in school teaching? And, or is it all just about the teachers' union? You still want me to answer that? Okay, I guess that. I'm asking a question yeah, that I'm answering yeah, myself, aren't yeah. I? <laughs> um, you know, it's not fair for me to talk about the, for what the Democrats say. Yeah. I'm not a Democrat, I will admit that. I'm a Republican. I believe in the Republican uh, tenets. I agree with you. I think school choice, parental involvement will help tremendously. I don't want to speak negatively even on the uh, teachers' unions. I believe they, they have, in their own way, they are want the best for their students. Mm -hmm. At least uh, teachers individually. Yes. I agree. And I think they're the hardest working folk out there and I love them. To me, yeah. they're some like the first responders. You're, you're <laughs> absolutely really right. Yeah. The teachers themselves. Uh, so I really can't comment on it, but I do agree with you that money alone to me has not been the problem, has not been the solution to it. We have given money and expanded and still have failed to perform to a higher level. Mm -hmm. um, Governor Sandoval started to change that in 15 with the Read by Three program and putting money in there. He put money into grants that had accountability for a class size reduction. By 2019, the Democrats had taken the money out, put it into just the DSA, the Distributive School Account, mm -hmm. but left some of those requirements there, which just put more burden on the teacher to perform without any financial support to do that with. That's what we're trying to get back in. And as I said earlier, the governor's looking at these audits. He wants to see and hold the schools accountable for when they've asked for money, when they've asked for things, what have you done with it? Mm. What do you do? Show us the product of it instead of just saying, we did something, it must have been good, we have no idea, but yeah. give us more. Yeah. Uh, a parent wouldn't do that with their own child. A business would not do that. Mm -hmm. uh, they would look at what's the return on investment. Yep. And I think that's maybe some of the differences that we have. We both want good education. Probably the real issue is how do we arrive at that end point? Okay. Um, do you think the read by three can come back? I hope so. I think it will. It's in there in the budget. The read by three, the requirement is still there. Right. But the funding, the funding for away, right? okay. it is back now. Okay. And uh, yeah, I think it's absolutely important. Mm -hmm. uh, if a child cannot perform and read at three or at the third grade level, what are they going to do as it moves forward? Because it just starts to compound itself. And after a while, some of them may be dropping out because they get so frustrated mm -hmm. that they can't. Reading is the basic to whatever the rest of the classes are. You have to be able to read. Yeah, that's true. Um, so you're coming into a session with about a $2 billion surplus. Um, and I imagine there's a lot of people coming hand uh, handouts asking for money right now, huh? You know, that's the good and the bad of life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so 
exactly. The good is we've got the money to actually do some things. The bad is, is yes, everybody wants increases, wants more, and we have some basic problems we have to address. And I've got to commend the governor. He didn't, he gets the prior governor's budget. We got, um, in this case, Governor Sislak's budget was given to the governor basically on the first of the year. Mm -hmm. And he had to rearrange it to meet his priorities and change things around. And his transition team, of which I was fortunately or unfortunately had, depending how you want to look at it, part of, mm -hmm. really worked hard and delivered, once again, a balanced budget with emphasis on education, emphasis on increasing the rainy day fund, the school educational stabilization fund, or whatever the formal name is now, another rainy day fund, I think is one of the greatest things going, because historically, Nevada's economy somewhat looks like an EKG. It goes up and it goes down yeah. in real sharp peaks and valleys. Well, with some of those savings account increases, those, re those uh, revenues there, we don't have to drop down so much and then build ourselves back out. Yeah. So I commend the governor for doing that. Mm -hmm. um, so we can't be like drunken sailors, which I, and spend willy-nilly. <laughs> yeah. we, we've got a plan. The governor has a plan. We want to support the governor in attaining that and keep the state, trying to keep the state afloat Mm -hmm. and moving forward the way it has been. And prepare for the next recession. we got yes. to look at that. Yep. It, it, I was just reading an article yesterday that there was, the, some of the economists were saying the recession would probably start this month in March. Now another set have said, okay, it will probably be in early uh, to mid-summer, and a good portion of them are now looking more towards the end of the year for mm -hmm. a recession. But most, the greater majority are still saying there will be a recession coming. Mm -hmm. But um, we will be prepared for it, I believe, and we will write it out once again without that huge impact historically that has happened to Nevada. Yeah. Yep. All right, we'll keep talking about this, but we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. As you know, Reno is booming. Toll's development company is helping it grow with insightful design and development building community with every project, adding beauty, adding excitement, emphasizing our shared humanity. Reno is becoming bigger. Toll's development is helping it become better, more livable, more enjoyable. To learn more, go to tollsdevelopment.com, tollsdevelopment.com. Retail's impact on Nevada's economy, enormous. 8,600 businesses, large and small, employing 145,000 workers. And last fiscal year, retail paid tax on nearly $60 billion in sales. We're the Retail Association of Nevada. We support retail, we help it grow, and we mean business. R-A-N-N-V dot org. ProGroup Management is the place where companies can find workers' comp solutions that are designed to meet their specific business requirements. As regulations evolve, ProGroup takes a proactive approach to clear the path to make sure your business stays ahead of the curve. Knowing your workers' comp program is optimized, you can focus on other important matters related to your growing business. ProGroup Management, workers' comp that works for you. Early in the morning or throughout the night, professional truck drivers are on the job. 
serving you. Safely moving freight that's crucial to our economy. From the oldest industries to our newest innovators. From the exotic to the everyday. Trucks are everywhere, moving everything. Never afraid to embrace a future that makes Nevada and our nation stronger. Trucking moves America forward. This is Nevada Newsmakers. And back on Nevada Newsmakers with P.K. O'Neill, the Assembly Minority Leader. So you are former law enforcement. Um, the, the governor is also the new sheriff in town. Um, new well, sheriff in state. The new sheriff in the state, that's true. Um, so public safety is a big issue. Um, Steve Yeager was chairman of the Judiciary Committee for the past couple sessions, and he passed some um, criminal justice reforms that have, I think he's realized, have even need some, some changes. What are you hearing that we might see some changes in the, in the criminal justice reforms? I think we're going to look at the uh, some bail changes, mm-hmm. uh, particularly for the rural counties are having difficulties with the 48-hour bail requirements that were passed. Uh, I think we're going to look at decreasing what uh, for fentanyl and some of the drugs, decreasing the amounts Good. to make them a more serious crime and realize that, that fentanyl right now is one of our largest killers mm-hmm. in the state. Yep. Um, so we're looking at that. I've got a bill. It's uh, a sad bill. On uh, There was a person, uh, Jason Brown, was uh, butchering dogs in motel rooms for the fun of it. And it was, uh, it's considered a nonviolent crime. Oh. So his time earned while he's serving his sentence, he, he gets more time earned, so he comes up for an early release. Uh, I'm looking at changing that to make it a violent crime and that the, he um, will serve a longer sentence for that. I did, most of my time in law enforcement was in violent crimes. And just about every person that uh, was a serial killer or multiple murderer, uh, when I did their background, had um, a history of some type of animal abuse, whether with cats or dogs. Oh, wow. Uh, and it's just a next step forward to me. So we've got to take that seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got several others that are going forward, like I said, with bail, uh, how the public defender's office is funded. To make sure, you know, we've got to make sure that the, those accused do have proper representation in the state. Mm-hmm. And once again, Nevada being 110,000 square miles, uh, what works in Clark County or Las Vegas doesn't always work even in Mesquite, the same county. Mm-hmm. doesn't work down in Laughlin. So we have to look at things and uh, make sure that our criminal justice system is equal across the state, but we really got to look at the crimes and the severity of them and how they impact the communities themselves. Well, sentencing reform comes to mind. I just read recently about a man who committed fraud and got six years in prison, but a guy who killed somebody only got nine months because of, you know, he'd been in the local jail for a long time. I mean, how do you get away with murder, literally, and get nine months sentence? I wish I could give you a good answer to yeah. that, and I, I, I don't, unfortunately. And yet this legislature keeps passing bills that say that you have to do a minimum this or a minimum that in sentencing. But it seems like it's, it's very erratic. Well, I'm going to say this. As you said, we've got a new sheriff in state. Yeah. Uh, once again, I can't speak for the governor himself or his office, but I believe whether the bill is a criminal justice issue, 
no matter what the bill is, if it does not go to the governor's office with a good number of Republican votes on it, okay. names on it, however you want to say, <clears throat> I think it'll be vetoed. Okay. If it's a strict party vote, I believe that it will be assigned and will most likely be vetoed. Okay. Um, but once again, I'm not speaking for yeah. the governor. This is my own personal belief. Well, yeah, you walk. You've got. You've reached across the aisle. This, this governor's already talked about reaching across the aisle. There's our, there are common areas that we can get together on. Oh yes. And public safety should be one of them. But again, as, as Steve Yeager said in a meeting once, I want to put person in jail that I'm afraid of, not that I'm mad at. And I think, wow, that's the, that's that that style of you know the progressives saying, oh, we're just putting people in jail because we're mad at them. No, we're not. No. Let's put it. Let's make it justified. And yeah. that's what I, I agree with you on. That you know, it's just like policy. The bills themselves. I've said, and I'll say it again. Don't look at the personality of who's presenting the bill. Mm -hmm. Look at the policy. What is the policy? Is it good policy for the state of Nevada? Yeah. If it's good policy for the state, whether it's a Democrat, Republican, whoever's carrying it, then we should support it. If it's bad policy for the state of Nevada, we'll fight it. It's not the personality of the individual. Well, that's good. So, so you talked about your caucus. How is your caucus getting along these days? I got a great caucus. Okay, good. You know, as I say, <laughs> um, the other day I was talking and sort of joking around. Uh, I talked about us being the fabulous 14. And apparently it's stuck because I've heard other people saying that too, Good. the Fab 14. Mm -hmm. uh, and unfortunately, we're in the minority, but I think we're doing a good job. And as you'll see, as things progress, we've got some very good bills addressing some mental health, medical providers in the state of Nevada, uh, some other social freedoms, reducing some of the owner's legislation or requirements on small businesses mm -hmm. so they can thrive more, come into the state. Uh, we're going to grow in strength, and I think come next election we'll grow in our numbers too. That's my goal, Good. is to grow our numbers so we don't come back in being in such a um, disadvantaged position. There you go. I like that. <laughs> well, thank you for your service to our state. We appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us today. Randy, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I look forward to being with you again. Thank you. You take care and stay warm. Oh, I know. You too. <laughs> thank you. We'll be right back after this. Modern Boutique Ahern Hotel and Event Center sits at the heart of the Las Vegas Strip. Two floors of meeting and event space are ideal for groups and conventions. Stay in one of 200 luxurious rooms and suites. Brand your event throughout the property. Flexible event spaces make for easy planning and personalization. Take over the entire hotel with a full buyout option. Snorkel personnel lifts are engineered beyond the industry norm to an uncommon level of safety and durability and with an eye towards sustainability. They're also designed to be simple to operate and maintain. Snorkel, always at the cutting edge of progress. With Nevada's only transplant center and verified burn center, the science is here. With award-winning cardiologist and the state's only dedicated heart failure clinic, the talent is here. With Nevada's most advanced robotic surgery, the technology is here. And with the Silver State's only designated pediatric trauma center, hope 
is here. All because we are here. UMC. Imagine a magical garden that feeds Carson City's hungry and homeless, teaches our high school students agriculture, creates hanging floral displays to beautify downtown, and yet charges nothing. It's not magic. It's the Greenhouse Project. It's real, it's growing, and it needs your help. Go online to CarsonCityGreenhouse.org so together we can grow it forward. Thanks for watching and listening. You can see any of our videos on NevadaNewsmakers.com. Again.